0: It is an honor and privilege for me, honestly, to be here uh, this morning. And my primary prayer this morning is that God would help me speak slow enough, (laughs) speak in English. (laughs) I mean, the problem with the Irish is they don't even know how to speak English. English. We've just made up our own language, and I apologize up front for that. And, uh, but I, on a serious note, uh, Red Rocks, Brussels, I am honored and privileged to be here this morning. I am a pastor, and uh, I'm from Derry stroke, Londonderry, Northern Ireland. I'm married to an incredible woman called Victoria. We have two children. One is five, and the other is three. One is saved, and one is on the journey to salvation. That is all that I am going to say about that. But I have an incredible family. I'm blessed. My wife is praying for you, also. She's preaching this morning. It's Valentine's weekend, and I got away from her for the weekend. <laughs> I mean, you know. Um, so I got I've taken all the all the chocolates back. I'm uh, I'm I'm I'm, br- I'm brewing up all the brownie points. As I go home, but I just wanted to spend a few moments to to give you guys a greeting before we get into God's word this morning to say that, you know, God God is for you, Red Rocks Brussels. The Bible says that when God is for you, that no one can be against you, and the Capital C Church and every organization on planet Earth has went through a serious time of transition, This season has been the most difficult season we've ever faced as a a group of human beings on planet Earth. It has divided communities. It has divided people. Transition is a difficult thing. And I just want to encourage you that we've experienced transition in our church and in our house, and it has been a difficult thing. But here's the cool thing about it, and I just want to encourage you this morning with this thought, that God knows. And even though we don't know, and even though transition can be somewhat painful, awkward, a little bit difficult in the best sense. This is what I do know. God's still on the throne, and God still is building this church, and God still has plans for Derry, Northern Ireland, and America, and Brussels, and all over the world. Would you agree with me this morning? And when I say this, whenever Tim and I had a conversation, this was a little bit of a last-minute trip, but I would like to say this was a God trip. This was God's idea that I would be here this weekend and with Jack and, and Brooke and Tim and you guys. And, and I just wanted to say that I we think that you guys are incredible. We are honored to be here, but we kind of believe God is in this weekend. I believe God has a message for this house this weekend. He's given to me and I come with humility this morning to submit something that I believe God has for you. Is that okay, Red Rocks Brussels? Hey, people told me the people in Brussels were quiet. You guys are good. I mean, the Irish only think they're rowdy. You guys are better. I like a little bit of rowdiness. It is good in the house this morning. So I want to ask you, are you well this morning? Are you glad that you're here this morning? Hey, why don't you do this here to your neighbor, maybe elbow five of him and say, I'm glad that I'm sitting beside you. <laughs> For all you single people, I know you've prayed that you'd get to be sitting beside me this morning. There's going to be some people get married out of the service this weekend. It's Valentine's weekend. Awkward. (laughs) Hey, I'm kidding. But honestly, I I want to tell you that it is an honor and privilege for me to be here. God is doing something special through you guys. And I just want to encourage you. We've all been, the enemy's got in on this last season. He's he's given us all a little run for our money. He's given us all a little test. And, He's, he's brought this thing, you know, the, the COVID thing has come, but hey, it's going, and God's going to prevail, and I just want to encourage you that we felt that pain too as a, as a local church pastor. Um, we're part of a, an organization called ARC, and we have felt that too. It's, it's been a difficult season, uh, but the truth is God's still on the throne, like I said, and he, has, he is with us, and it's with that that maybe I should just get straight into, to God's Word this morning. I've titled this message this weekend for you, Red Rocks, Brussels. Brick by brick, we're going to turn, if you can, in your Bibles to Second Samuel, chapter twenty-three, verses nine and ten. The words I think will be on the screen as well, so you either can flick on your phone or you can watch the screen. But this is what it says in second chapter, Second Samuel, chapter twenty-three, verse nine and ten. Next to him was Eliezer, someone say Eliezer, you're good, son of Dodai the Ahlite, I mean these words are kind of difficult this morning, as one of the three mighty warriors, he was with David when they taunted the Philistines, gathered at Pastamon for battle, then the Israelites retreated, but Eliezer, someone say Eliezer, you are doing good, Red Rocks Brussels, stood his ground and struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. Hey, can I pray real quick? God, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for your Bible. We thank you for, God, this, this message that you've brought to us this weekend. And I pray, God, that you would help us in these next few moments to hear what you want to say to us, that you would speak your spirit would move and you would do only what you can do in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. amen. Hey, this is what I realized as a local church pastor. I have realized that, that sometimes I can start to think that this thing is mine. And sometimes I can think that I am doing great things. And what I've realized with God is I'm really doing nothing. I am a servant of God just like you. This is what I've realized. We all have a plan and a purpose on planet Earth. But what I've realized is that often when we come to church, I realize that we're not building the church. God is building this church. Would you agree with me, Red Rocks Brussels? Yeah? God is building his church, but he's using people like you and I to do it. And what I really talk the language, and I'm speaking to leaders in Ireland and across Europe, is we're not, we're not building His church. We're building the scaffolding for God to build His church. And we're going to have a little conversation about these bricks in just a little second. But this is how I see it. I see it that when we go to a building, the building requires a scaffolding around it in order for the building to get up. What I've realized about building is my past was building and engineering before I went into ministry, and what I've realized is the stronger the scaffolding is, the better secure the scaffolding is, well, then the easier it is to build on top of. Better the foundation, the better it is to build on. So scaffolding is a very important thing to the structure to get something built. But I believe God is building His church, and He's using you and I to do it. But we look at Scripture this morning, and we just read a passage, and hands up, has anyone ever heard of Eliezer before? I mean, it's not the most common story in the Bible. This guy is mentioned in a few verses early on in Scripture, and we move on. And I don't know about you, but when I think of the Bible, and I think when I want to be like someone, if you were to ask me this morning hey, who do you want to be like in Scripture? Well, I'm going to think automatically on Noah. I'm going to think automatically on Moses. I'm going to think in stories. You see, Red Rocks, Brussels, I want to tell you this morning that Red Red Rocks kids is not out there having play and fun. They're out there instilling the Word of God into our kids they they they're not they're not going to be world changers they are world changers it's not just a, if you're serving on Red Rocks kids and you're part of that team hey what an incredible thing to do you're investing into kids they're not kids they're kings but we hear stories as kids like Noah's ark and we hear about the flood and then we hear about Moses and we hear some of these phenomenal stories in scripture we think of Jesus what he did, and we think of Paul and, and, and we think of some of these phenomenal characters, Joshua, the stories that st- stick out. And when I'm asked the question, "Who would I want to be like?" I'm probably going to tell you, I want to be like Paul. But what I've realized is that God can really only anoint who I am, not who I want to be. God can really only anoint me, not who I try to or figure out or want to be. God actually has a plan and a purpose for me. And I'm not sure about you, Red Rocks, Brussels, but I feel God's put this on my heart to encourage you. I think there's some people in this room who have struggled with that. You see, my story goes like this. I left school when I was 14 years of age and um, through I was a little bit of an interesting kid. I was called special. I have ADHD. I'm sure you can't even imagine that. I'm moving around like crazy here. I have dyslexia, dyspraxic. I I left high school. I couldn't read. I couldn't write. And I was literally kicked out of high school. I was a bad behaved little boy. Let's just put it like that. I grew up on a farmyard. But often in my life, I was told what I was not able to do. Even this morning, coming to approach God's scripture, when I see words like, Dodai and Hawaiites, And I'm telling you, the Bible's full of words that I struggle to read. I read that passage about 750 times before I could pronounce those words. So I have things that I cannot do. I have, I have things where I am not strong. Is there anyone else in the room this morning that have some things, they have some not strengths, let's just call them that. Some things where we're not strong in, some areas in our life where we don't shine in, And when it comes even to the education system, this is what I've realized. There is no such thing as stupid. There is just smart in a different way. So, hey, you're here this morning. You struggle educationally. You've got something going on. Hey, what I tell you this morning, you're not stupid. You're just smart in a different way. But it took me a journey to realize that because we live in a world, a secularized world, an Instagram world, a TikTok world, a Facebook, Facebook world, where we take a five-minute snapshot of the best part of everyone else's life and we compare it to the worst five minutes of our own. We take a five-minute snapshot of the best part of Jack's life and I compare it to the worst five minutes of my own. It's what we do, and when we look at Scripture and we approach this book, sometimes we can often dwell on some of the crazy stories and all those things and go, hey, we'd rather dream of, and I'd rather, I'd rather be an Eliezer and see God do something, is dream about being a Paul and see God do nothing. You know, I'd rather be an Eliezer and see God do something than dream about being a Paul and see God do nothing. And for me, my journey, honestly, Red Rocks, Brussels, and total honestly, I got saved by the grace of God on the 28th of February 2008, and it was a radical conversion. I had a moment with God on a mountain in Ireland, and I was on. A, I had turned my life around from a high school kid. I started a business. I had become ses- successful. I was a professional race car driver. I had lots of stuff. I had money to buy whatever I wanted. I could do what I wanted, but yet I had no peace. And when I got saved, when God plucked me from the fire, the Bible would call it like that, I I started a relationship with Jesus. It changed my life because everything in this world cannot bring what Jesus can bring. And that is contentment. Jesus can bring contentment. If you are not yet a Christian in this room or you're not yet a follower of Jesus, I'm going to give you the opportunity at the end of the service to give your life to Jesus, either for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus because Jesus can, is the only thing in this world that can bring contentment. And he can bring purpose. He can bring hope. He can bring things where there is no things. He can do stuff when there is no stuff. God is incredible. He's changed my life. And Christianity is not boring. It's just that I know some boring Christians. And I'm going to tell you, Red Rocks Brussels is not a boring church. It's the most fun thing you can ever do. It's the most exciting journey you can ever go on in your life. Following Jesus is amazing. It's changed my life. It's caused me to get out of the boat when I didn't want to get out of the boat. It's taken me to amazing places like Brussels, Belgium, where Red Rocks Church is. I have the honor of traveling the world, seeing people I never thought I would see, meeting people I never thought I would meet, doing things I never thought I could do, marrying a woman that I never thought God would give me, seeing two boys born that I never thought I deserved, seeing a peace that passes understanding inside my mind that no matter what's going on around me, the peace of God is with them inside of me. Hey, this church might have been through some transition. This church has been through a pandemic just like every other pandemic. Some people have done this, some people have done that, but God is still on the throne, Red Rocks Brussels. It's not going to be all good, Red Rocks, Brussels. It is all good. God is good. But when I came then to the call of God that I used the language of or God speaking to me to go into ministry, it was quite a difficult thing. As a matter of fact, it was really challenging because I did not know where I fitted in. You see, God is building his church brick by brick, and the incredible thing this morning at Red Rocks Church is what I've realized, these bricks, although they are all the same, yet they are all very different. If you were to look at each one of these bricks, not one of them are the same. They have their own scars, they have their own marks, they have their own identity. And this is what I've realized, though, each brick and they, we are going to talk for a few moments about us being a brick. You see, this brick is very different to the other brick. But this brick was meant to be this brick. And when we look at ourselves in our own calling, why would we try to fit in when we were called to stand out? You see, God designed me and he designed you. The Bible says that he knows every single hair in your head. He says before you were born, he had a plan and he had a purpose for you. But because we live in this world that's an Instagram world, a compare world, somehow we've got to say to ourselves, well, that breaks better than me. That person is better than me. And God started speaking to me, you see, because God, is, God created a great scaffold and through a church like Red Rocks Brussels in a city called Derry that I would walk into where people would be there in the morning to set up and create an environment that would, would, that would fundamentally set me up for meeting Jesus. This church is all about setting people up to meet Jesus. Would you agree with me, Red Rocks Brussels? It's called to grow disciples and make disciples and send them out. But God is building his church. But when I became a Christian, God was really speaking to me about going into ministry. But what I would do would be, I would keep taking myself off the wall. You see, God's building his church brick by brick, soul by soul, person by person. And what I've realized about a wall is, it takes every single brick for the integrity of the wall to stand. If I remove a brick, the wall will fall. But I, myself, was taking myself out of the equation because I was comparing myself to other people. I was looking at them, and I was talking about them, and, and I was thinking about that, and I was going, God, but why me? I couldn't do that. I haven't got the ability. Listen here, Red Rocks, Brussels. If you're waiting till you have all your ducks in a row, and you have all the things that you think you need, you're never going to get there. God's just telling us to step out now. And there came a decision in my walk with God where I had to decide, I just had to get on with it. Because Red Rocks Brussels, when you would look around in Ireland at other ministers of the gospel, priests, and other people, I just didn't fit that mold. And I would tell people, would say to me, Hey, you're not this, you need to be that. Here's what you need to be you need to be a Jesus follower, and you need to follow what God's saying to you. Because we're not led by our senses, we're led by our spirit. I found myself going to Bible college. The first book I ever read was the Bible. I bought it in audio. I read this thing. I digested it. I found myself at Bible school. The first academic essay I did was at Bible college. And this is quite funny. I'll tell you this. And I mean, it is hilarious when you think of it. The guy that, the, the guy that was marking or giving me my grade, he said this in the, in the report on my first essay. I find it hilarious. Dear Andy, I have no idea what this is about. But I'm going to give you a 40%, which is a pass, by God's grace. However, you have eyes and a brain, please use them. <laughs> it was hilarious. The government in the United Kingdom assigned me with a person to help me. Uh, do full stops, learn sentences. And I got through Bible college with a top grade, passed my theology degree, and I'm out the back of it by God's marvelous grace. I have two bits of paper in my house. One of them is me learning to read and write in evening classes in a university in Derry in 2008. And the other piece of paper is my degree from the university in the United Kingdom. Would you, incredible God, that is. Only God can do something like that, Red Rocks, Brussels. I should have had a picture for the screen. I apologize. But God is incredible, and he can do incredible things with people that are just willing to say yes to God, to say yes to what he is saying. And that is kind of my journey. But I wanted to encourage you then. The next part of our journey was we went into ministry, and we felt then God calling us to Red Rocks Church. And it was in Red Rocks Church that God spoke to us about planting the whole church. So, I want to tell you, Red Rocks Brussels, if it wasn't for Sean and Jill and the leadership in in the States and the heart to reach into Europe and the heart to go after God and people like that you have here in your team to say yes to God, there would not be the Hills Church in Derry, Londonderry, Northern Ireland. We got spoken to by God in Colorado in one of your campuses. Like it was unbelievable. We went back home and now we're seeing people saved every week just like this church. We're seeing people come to faith. We're seeing people connect to their purpose. And it is incredible what God is doing in Northern Ireland, in Red Rocks, Brussels, and all across the world. But I say the brick by brick message this weekend is sometimes though when we come to God wanting to use us, we automatically disclude ourselves because of our inability. So we'll say things like, well, I can't read, so why should I be there? I, 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 I can't really serve, so why should I be there? Because when I became a Christian, honestly, Red Rocks Brussels, I just wanted to serve. I, I got on team in church, I got around people, and it ain't about getting on team so much sometimes about God. When you're on a team in a church, when you're serving in a church, when you're serving God, God just does something through his people in you. It's just incredible. So I started serving because I didn't know what it looked like. I was doing the car park. I was on welcome. Then I was in hospitality. Then I would have been in Red Rocks Kids. Then I was doing different things. And all of a sudden, when I started putting myself back on the wall, you see, God is building his church. You see, Eliezer, we look back at him, though, and we look at this thing of, it can seem somewhat insignificant. You see, I don't know about you this morning, Red Rocks Brussels, but have you ever felt insignificant in this thing called the kingdom of God? Have you ever came to a moment and you've kind of said to yourself, well, what do I have to bring to the table? Well, where do I fit in? I mean, like me, I would have said things like, Andy, you're stupid. You can't do this. I said, like, my brother's a schoolteacher. He's highly academic. He's a real level-headed guy. God, why would you not use him? You see, God doesn't qualify. The old line is God doesn't call the qualified. God qualifies the cult. Co- but I don't know about you, Red Rocks Brussels, but I feel there's some people in this room that you've somewhat felt insignificant. You felt like disincluded. You felt isolated. You felt that you don't fit in. You felt like, hey, where do I play? I'm not important. And, and honestly, Red Rocks Brussels, that is a lie from the enemy. The enemy is out there to steal and destroy, Scripture says. The Bible, the Bible says that God has a plan and he has a purpose for me and for you. The Bible says that he has plans to prosper you, not to harm you. The Bible says that if a God is for you, not one thing can be against you. But somehow we we can use this story of Eliezer and what I wanted to draw from it this weekend is it is not insignificant what happened at all. It was powerful what happened through his life. Because this is what the Bible says. It says that he stood his ground. In fact, he says his hand grew tired and stuck to the sword. You see, there is no such thing as an insignificant person to God. Nothing is insignificant to God. Every single thing. The fact that you're here this weekend was God's plan for you. This is not an accident while you're in this room. It's not an accident while you're here today. It's not an accident that Red Rocks Brussels going through anything or transition happened. Nothing is an accident to God. God knows what's going on, and He, more importantly, is in control. God has a plan, God has a purpose for me and for you but the enemy somehow would try and get in and he would dilute your calling he would dilute your identity he would dilute your purpose into swallowing back in to where he wants you to be like me for example he would have told me and that you do not fit in you do not have a plan you do not have a purpose you could never go and speak publicly in front of a group of people in in brussels belgium i could never have dreamed that i would find myself in places like this When I initially got a microphone to speak publicly, I could not string two words together. I'm sure you're noticing I'm not following my notes this morning. I'm not following my notes this morning because physically I cannot do that. My wife is a very structured preacher. She follows it right down through the page and it flows poetically. I've got a few words on here to keep me on track. But that's how I roll because guess what, Red Rocks Brussels, God can only anoint who I am, not who I want to or try to be. And I so happen to believe that God's anointing is on this message for you this weekend. This is a word from God for you to encourage you that you're not insignificant. In fact, you're very significant. Hey, it don't matter what you do. Hey, I spoke to some people this morning there in retail. I spoke to some people there in administration. They're in accounting. They're in different places. You see, God needs us all in our workplaces. He needs us in our environments to connect people to Jesus. You have a plan and you have a purpose exactly where you are. Listen, Red Rocks, Brussels. On the 20th of February, I got saved. God plucked me from the fire. And within seven months, my whole family came to faith and my whole community. It was unbelievable what God did. I'm speaking this over you this weekend that you are not insignificant. You are not insignificant. You are very significant. If you're listening to this podcast or you're here in this room, you are significant. God's hand is on you. You are a brick in his wall. You are a part of his plan. You are a part of his purpose. Hey, you just might look a little bit different to the other ones around you, but that is exactly how God designed you to be. And honestly, Red Rocks, Brussels, as a five foot seven man, I mean, my leg is a 27-inch leg. You know, I'm going like, God, could you not have given me a few more inches in the leg? I can tell you loads of things about what I am not. I can tell you. It's funny when we ask people about themselves, it's incredible how easy it is for us to make a list of what we're not. I'm this, and I'm not that, and I'm not that good, and I'm not that good. This is not tell you who I am, Red Rock Church. I could give you a list of who I'm not. This is who I am. I'm a child of God's. No weapon formed against me will prosper. You are a child of God. God's hand is on you. God's favor is for you. He has plans to prosper you and not to harm you. He has a future for you that's going to blow your mind. He, the Bible says in Ephesians 3 verse 20, I think it's going to be on the screen as well, that God can do anything you know, way more than you could ever dream or imagine or guess in your wildest dreams. He does us not by pushing us around, but by working within His Spirit deeply and gently within us. Glory to God in the church. Glory to God, God in the Messiah and Jesus Glory down all the generations. God can do anything, you know, way more than you could ever dream of or imagine. But I have a question for you, Red Rocks, Brussels, this weekend. What is your battle? Hey, we've realized we have a plan. You see, brick by brick, God's going God's to see this church grow. He's going to see your neighbor saved. He's going to see your colleague come to church. When's the last time you invited someone to church? Hey, there's people all over the world that would love to have a Red Rocks Brussels to invite people to church. This is the easiest place in the world to so you invite your friends and your family. What an incredible church! You walk in there, and you see everything. You have an incredible cafe, incredible kids, incredible people. This is an incredible church. God can use you to reach your neighbors, to reach your friends. Hey, who are you going to pray for? You see, my mom, was not a, we were not always a Christian in my house. It was my mother. She prayed for years, and she kept believing. She realized that she was not insignificant. She realized that she was very significant, and her prayer mattered. Everyone matters to God, Red Rocks Brussels. Every single thing. If you're called to pray, pray. If you're called to lead, lead. If you're called to sing, sing. If you're called to think, think. If you're called to work, work. If you're called to serve, serve. Because we're all called to serve. Serve, serve, serve serve. It's an honor to serve God's house. I'm going to give it a push. At the end of this church, sign up to a team in this church because God needs a scaffolding for him to build his church. He needs us to be there. He needs us to say hi to people out in the parking lot. You're valued. I want to say to you this weekend, if you're in this church and you're on this team this church, you are valued and you matter. You're not, you're not, you're not. Listen, I tell our church all the time, the band and the guy up the front, this Andy Gamble, I'm not the extra holy special guy. I'm just the guy who God's called to do this exact thing what I'm called to do. But the thing is, everything is holy and everything is spiritual and everything is about building his church. So if it's from the car park and the very outside door standing in the rain, and some days it's freezing out there, if it's serving on kids, if it's on the band, if it's welcome, if it's production, it is part of God's church. And everything is spiritual. And God's got a plan for you in this church. And he's got a plan for you outside of it. He's got a plan for you to go to your workplace tomorrow and say, I was at church yesterday. You should listen to this crazy Irish guy. He was a lunatic. But guess what? He's a word for you. You should listen to it. You should read, you should read God's word. You should come to our next prayer event. You should come to church next weekend where we're kicking off this brand new collection about anxiety. Our pastors launched this incredible book. You should invite people to church. You should pray for your neighbor. You should do things that only God can help you do. I gotta slow down, I'm getting a little bit too excited. <laughs> These people are struggling to understand your English, Andrew. Who's got a battle right now? Anyone got a battle? Anyone in this room got a battle? Hey, as I close this message, I come to an end of this conversation this morning and the guys the guys are gonna play behind me. That's great, thank you so much for that. And but What what I've realized, Red Rocks, Brussels, is we've all got a battle. Every single person on planet Earth has a battle. It's not if you're going to have a battle, it's when. It's just the way it is. Everyone has a battle. Which battle? What's your battle? Some of us are at the battle of feeling insignificant. Feeling insecure. The battle of feeling we don't fit in. The battle of anxiety. The battle of depression. The battle of worry. The battle of doubt. The battle of shame. The battle of guilt. The battle of regret. The battle of isolation. The battle of what's next. The battle of illness. The battle of health. The battle of I don't fit in. The battle of, I'm not sure. The battle of What's your battle? For some of us right now, we're facing genuine health needs in our life. A battle of health. If it's mental health, health in our bodies. For some of us, if we're battling our work. There's a struggle there. There's a struggle in friendships. There's a struggle in our own identity. There's a battle out there. See, the Bible says there is a battle out there for you and I. But the good thing is this morning, Red Rocks Church, I want to tell you something. If you will listen to the scripture this morning, Eliezer, the end retreated, but Eliezer stood his ground and struck down the false tines, till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. But I love what it says then, the Lord brought about a great victory that day. Red Rocks, Brussels, I am an example of God's grace. I don't really have a lot of things going for me in life. Man, I'm Andy Gamble. I grew up in a rural area in the middle of nowhere on a cow farm. I I, I genuinely felt the the insignificant journey so much. I, I have used the word just. I am just Andy Gamble. I want to tell you Red Rocks Brussels. if you have said the word just over your life, I want to remove that now in Jesus' name because I am not just Andy Gamble. I am Andy Gamble. I am called. I am chosen. I want you to put your name in this. You are Eliezer. You are Jack. You are James. You are Sarah. You are Leanne. You are Louise. You are Rebecca. You are David. You are Jonathan. What's your name? Who's called by God, chosen by God for such a time as this. You see, we at the Hills Church believe this, that every person has a God-given purpose and discovering that purpose is connected to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We exist to connect people to Jesus, therefore discovering their God-given purpose. Red Rocks Brussels, this church is designed to make heaven more crowded. There is only one thing you can take to heaven with you and that is people. The only thing that you can take to heaven with you this weekend, Red Rocks Brussels, is people. It's not your stuff. It's not your significance. It's not your insignificance. It's not your nice car. It's not my nice Casio watch that costs 40 euros. It's not my cool haircut that I know you all want. It's not whatever we think it is. It's just people. So brick by brick, God is building his church. And guess what Red Rocks Brussels? The good news is using you and I to do it. He's using you and I to do it because what is his church? His church is his people and you are called to your place and work of influence to do that and whatever battle you're facing like eliezer hey whatever thing you're facing you see the enemy wants to take you off the wall he wants to take you down he wants to dilute you he wants to knock this thing down called his church we got a church it's a great scaffolding and all these people in it but he wants to take us out of it guess what red rocks brussels stand your ground because god is building his church Stand your ground, Red Rocks Brussels, sir, madam, man, woman, child, infant, whatever you are, stand your ground. Do not let your integrity go. Do not get off the wall. If you're single in here and you're not married, keep the married stuff to married stuff. If you're in here this morning, you're struggling with what you're watching online, hey, get help, get a mentor, get to prayer night. If you're in here this morning and you're ill, get some prayer afterwards. There's going to be that for you. Stand your ground because this is what I know, that no enemy that formed against you is going to prosper. God is going to bring victory in your life. And just like me, Red Rocks Brussels, I have struggled with my own identity. I am not able to do what I'm doing right now. I have not qualified. I have not got an education. I don't have the A-levels that we call in the UK, the mathematics or the the English or the grammar and all the stuff that I cannot say when I approach God's Word to read it in public. I get more nervous about reading out loud. I cannot tell you how much it freaks me out about reading out loud because I couldn't read. And I watched my five-year-old boy he read. It blows my mind. A 25-year-old's not cool to tell people that he can't read. but, But the thing is, God knew that I couldn't read. He sent me on a journey because He had a plan and a purpose for me. And it just caused me to go, hey, I'm not gonna listen to what the world says. Other people spoke negative words over me. You're stupid, you're silly, you don't fit in. I fit in because God's got a plan and a purpose for me just like He has you. I've seen sick healed. I've seen, I've seen people not well healed. I've seen people come to know Jesus. I have seen the supernatural because I have said to myself, "Hey, I'd rather be an Eliezer and see God do something and dream about being a Paul and see God do nothing. Would you dream this weekend with me, Red Rocks, Brussels? Get the fire in your belly. Get excited at the fact that God's got a plan and a purpose for you. Get excited about joining a team in this church. Get excited about going to work tomorrow and telling people about church. Get excited about telling people about Jesus. Because this is our time. This is our time eliezer may not have been that significant a couple of verses in scripture but he was part of god's plan and hear what he did he stood his ground and the lord brought about a victory that day stand with me red rocks brussels and i'm going to pray for you as we close today's message hey everyone in this room what are you facing this weekend I know there is battles to be faced this weekend. Maybe you're like me at the start of this call of God, and you're just like freaking out, man, because you're like, I do not fit in. The enemy's telling you how you're stupid. You're not, in, you're not significant. You don't stick out. You don't stand out. Listen to that tell you, Red Rocks, Brussels. Do you think that God sees you any less than he sees me this morning? Absolutely not. God sees you in His church as much as He sees each and every single person on planet Earth. Because I want to encourage you, Red Rocks Brussels, Stop dreaming about becoming someone else to see God do nothing. Start being yourself and see God do something. You are incredible. You are wonderfully made. You are not ugly. You are beautiful. You are not stupid. You are so smart. It is unbelievable. You are not insignificant. You are significant. You have a plan. He has a purpose for you. He has a plan so big that you can't even dream about how big it is. He has a purpose for me, and He has a purpose for you. But whatever battle you're facing this morning, be it insignificant, be it the, the, the crippleization of being, feeling that you do not fit in, or it's genuine need. I wanna pray for you this morning. So God, I pray, God, for each and every single person listening to this message. I pray, God, that you would lift any element of insignificance off their life. I pray, God, that you would bring healing to them. I pray, bring restoration to them. I pray, God, you would give people the excitement to dream that they have a purpose and they have a plan. I pray God for anyone that is sick in this room, I pray that you will bring healing to their body, that you will bring restoration to their life. I pray God that you would give them a miracle. I pray any person, God, that needs you in their life right now, that they would experience you. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. (sighs) Red Rocks, Brussels, before I close, I mean, I I would be doing God out of justice if I didn't take the opportunity to. You're gonna see a prayer on the screen. I'm gonna turn around, I'm gonna read that prayer with you. and It's in both languages and I hope that you can make sense of this. This prayer can change your life forever. There's two people in this room, there's a few different types of people in this room this morning. There's people that have said yes to Jesus and they're walking with him. And I pray this message. Has this message encouraged you this morning? Has it? Just give God a clap in for that this morning. it's god god is so good red rock brussels god is so good it is incredible but there's people on here this morning you have not said yes to jesus yet for the first time and there's also people this morning you know what you've walked away from god and you've got disconnected well this prayer is going to help you today either say yes to him for the first time or reconnect your life to him is that all good i'm going to read the prayer out and you guys can read this into your heart and pray it unto yourself and I'm going to pray this in English dear Lord Jesus I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead I turn from my sins and I invite you to come in to my heart and life I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior amen so Red Rocks Brussels with every eye closed in this room right now every single eye closed from the band behind me to the sound booth up the back. Every single eye closed. In one second. Hey, you can give me a nod or you can give me a wave. But is that you this morning? You need to say yes to Jesus for the first time. Thank you, someone else. Or you need to recommit your life to God. Maybe you've walked away from him. Thank you, there's another person. Is there anyone else this morning? I see four people already. There's people responding to God this morning. So I pray God for anyone that has responded to you today for the first time or they've recommitted their life to you. Don't be don't Red Rocks Brothers, we pray for them. Don't we? Yes, God, we pray for them. We ask God your blessing upon them, their favor on them. In Jesus' name, and everyone said. Hey, let's give those guys a cheer this morning that said yes to God for the first time or recommended their life to Jesus. Hey, if you guys go and grab a Bible at the information desk, I'd love you to do that. Get on the journey, get connected to this church. There's gonna be someone help you on the next stage. Rocks, brothers, God's good. Hi we worship God together again, one last time, before I go have some tea and coffee. God bless you and thank you for listening this morning.